Hey everybody, I'm back, and I uh, got a haircut, sort of. <laughs> Thank you, K-Mac, my girlfriend, for helping me cut my hair so I look more presentable and not like I'm um, some hobo that's ranting at you randomly. Um, I would have shaved too, at least shaved, you know, like make my beard a little neater. But uh, I'm out of razors, and uh, I forgot to uh, unsuspend my Dollar Shave Club account i ordered more so uh, the next time you see me hopefully in the next couple days or so unless something else happens which is highly likely in the next couple days um i will have cleaned up my beard so i look less hobo ish uh yeah i wanted to get in here because these are like some really crazy times and since the last podcast or not even the last podcast the last time i ranted at all of you um i came to realize some things so thank you for everybody that watched my last rant and you know i really appreciate it and i said you know if, if this doesn't if people don't appreciate it you know i'm just i'm not going to do it and people reached out to me publicly and privately and they said that you know they liked what i had to say and they wanted to hear more so here you go you get some more of me speaking to you um this this podcast is going to be likely difficult to me for me to talk about um because it has to do with uh, with the civil rights movement and my parents and their involvement in the civil rights movement and what I think about what's going on in America right now and some stuff in the last podcast that, our last rant that I did, it wasn't really a podcast, it was just a rant, um, that I had time to sit down and think about about myself. And I hate saying this because I hate the way it sounds because I hate the way other people say it. Well, I don't hate it. I just like when other people say it because usually when they say this sort of statement as a black man or as an african-american man and then it gives you some sort of like higher platform to to talk on i don't, I don't want to talk down to people from some imaginary high up platform that me as a black man you know you need to listen to me more or something like that but in these times i'm going to throw that kind of nonsense out the window um i'm just going to tell you about you know my experience as an african-american and like the, the last time i did a rant I talked about my experiences with racism, but I gave it to you as the listeners and viewers from the perspective of my view on racism coming from authority. And those are the main things that I talked about in the last one, which coming from figures of authority, what I said was still correct. For the most part in my life, I have not experienced that much racism from authority. However, I have experienced racism from just normal everyday Americans and I had some I guess cognitive dissonance about it that I'm realizing now that I just kind of ignored and just like well fuck them you know and yeah I mean fuck them however it should be called out and I think that people need to understand what we are going through I had some really difficult conversations over the past couple of days um, especially with my girlfriend who's Caucasian, you know, and she didn't realize that there's like this whole other America and she like, the, yesterday I was getting off of work or something and she was in, t she was, she started to cry and she was asking me about when did I have the talk with my parents about what my life is going to be like as an African American male. And I was like, fuck, I did not um, I didn't expect her to ask me that question because usually people don't and usually it's something that African Americans in general they don't talk about it's coming up now obviously um, 
but I was like, damn, like that, I wasn't prepared for her to ask me that, and uh, it was it was difficult to really talk about. But I mean, for me, it was at a young age, and for most, you know, African Americans, like we, our parents talked to us about it, how about how we're going to be disadvantaged for likely all of our lives, you know, and um, I think that most Americans don't know that so this is one of the reasons why i'm doing these sorts of podcasts or these i keep saying po- it is gonna be a podcast i guess whatever podcast rant however i say in the future i'm not gonna correct myself anymore um why i'm doing these talks is i want to give you the perspective from somebody that has gone through these issues and that's going to try to give you um kind of a a balanced perspective i'm not saying that anybody out there that has not my opinion or my lifestyle or how i grew up is unbalanced but i'm just going to give you my genuine experience i'm not going to attempt to over embellish what i went through even though in future podcasts you're going to hear some horrific things that happened to me as a child but i'm not going to do that on this you know this talk because i'm not mentally prepared to talk about it all right and it doesn't have to do with uh racism from other ethnicities um but i'll get into that in a whole different talk but i need to get in the right headspace for that and basically i I don't want to like i don't want to like sit here and be unintelligibly crying on a camera about what i went through so just bear with me we'll get there together i'll prepare myself and i'll try to lay it down as logically as possible what happened to me you know as a child um but getting back to today um having to talk about you know the talk with somebody that is not african-american is is very strange because you know most of us if not all of us that are african-american you have to have that talk with your kids you know i didn't have the talk with my oldest daughter because um at least i don't think i did from what i can remember because for the most part i mean she, she's a mixed kid and she she's not i mean don't get me wrong i talked to her about racism and stuff like that but it would not i, I would definitely talk to her i would have talked to her more about racism and and how she's likely to get treated actually no you know what i did i'm totally remember this now because when she was because she lives in michigan and i was telling her how about things could be different um living in michigan because she's not going to look like everybody there even though she's very her skin is very light and her hair is relatively straight um that her experience in michigan is going to be different from that from what she had in california because we were living in escondido california where we lived in a a mix of people where you know a mixed kid is is relatively normal you know you see mixed kids all the time and people of color all the time in uh in southern california but when, when you go to certain parts of michigan and she was in rural michigan to be clear all right she wasn't in detroit she was or you know or are there she was in rural michigan where the vast majority of, of, of people around her were caucasian um so i i did talk to her about that so see this is other things that you know as as i remember things um they are they they are putting things in perspective for me you know and i'm trying to be super open-minded about it about being not ignorant on things but just letting things 
just fall to the wayside and just kind of ignoring them and just taking it. And we should not be taking these sorts of things as African Americans or people of color in general. We have taken things for a long time and it's time for it to stop. And it's, it's going to, what's going to help stop it is conversations like these. So if you have, um, if you're a person of color and you're dating or married to a Caucasian, talk to them about what you went through when you grew up. Talk to them about, if you had, if you had a talk, talk to them about the talk you know have them understand because it's a step in the right direction in more ways than you probably realize they um you know hold on a second oh check it out something making sure it's actually recording but yeah just make sure that they just lay it down for them and if they understand great they'll probably ask more questions which is great it's a conversation starter you know it's to, to make them understand you more intimately um, than probably what you're used to and it's going to be uncomfortable because it wasn't comfortable for me even though I, you know, I kept my cool but it's just like I know that she didn't grow up like that but to me it's just like our experience from growing up you know it's just the way things are but that's not the way things should be here in America in 2020 you know even when I was growing up I, you know, I, I was born in 1979 and things should have already been changing for the better, but it obviously didn't. And this gets on to my, my point to what I'm probably going to call this, this rant or this talk. Pardon me. I need a drink. Is, uh, it's the dream law. The dream has been lost. And what I'm speaking of in, in, in particular is, Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream has been lost and we we had the wool pulled over our eyes and we thought that as African Americans and people of color that we were equal with everybody else and it has not been the case since he died and I think that people need to recognize that when they're looking at these events today and a lot of people are not recognizing that at all. And it's it's bothering me. They're they're using his name um, to give me one moment here. Sorry, I didn't close down all my windows and people have been pinging me constantly today about things and I just I can't respond to everyone at this point in time. So yeah, sorry about the dings. Super unprofessional. If it's normally like in the podcast setting I usually shut down all my windows besides um, the one that I'm currently talking on or that I need, you know, the, the windows that I need to have a, so my apologies for that unprofessional dinging. That was Facebook. Um, but anyway, yeah, the, the dream being lost is that us as, as Americans as a whole, the wool was pulled over our eyes and it's not even just African Americans. It was uh, Caucasian Americans as well and, and other people of color that we were told that you know we were equal since the civil rights movement and that we had all these things look we're going in the right direction with all these you know social programs and all this shit but it's not true it hasn't been true we were lied we were all lied to including me and I feel uh, sort of foolish right now about it and I think that certain people that are in my position likely feel foolish about it as well 
but I'm going to do something about it, starting with these talks. So hopefully this, this will definitely help me, and I hope it helps anybody that listens to this, is that we were lied to about how equal we were. We've had a history of violence against minorities here in America, and we're always being told that, oh, it's just one bad apple. Oh, it's just one bad apple, you know, in the, in the police force or whatever. But what I saw when, um, after George Floyd died, and the officer was not arrested for days, and that they had uh, over 70 officers protecting him, and as, I'm not even going to say the guy's name, but the, the officer that killed George Floyd, he was protected by three other officers. Those, those three officers are still free to this day. They need to go to jail. They need to sit next to him when he's on trial and go to trial for the exact same crime. All right? The 75 officers that protected his house, that is unacceptable. You are protecting a murderer, and he murdered a man on video, and you saw it, and you decided to protect this man against people. Well, he should have been in jail. They shouldn't have had, they, first of all, you should not have felt the need to protect him at all. He was fired from the police force. If you think that what he did was acceptable, every single last one of you needs to be fired and you should never hold any form of power in your goddamn life your moral compass is non-existent people like you are how nazis came into power and i hate using the nazi reference because I hate people that use that reference usually use it in, in the most extreme manner. But in this manner, I believe it's appropriate because you believe that that guy did something because and you're just going along with the status quo of what he did. You think that it's acceptable. You're going to protect him from um, any kind of blowback. And you think that what he did was right. Killing a man for nine minutes. If that was right to you, are you even a human being? I mean, seriously. Did the George Floyd kill somebody? No, it was from what I understand the crime that he was. Uh, sorry, my, my thoughts are a little bit jumbled right now. But the crime that supposedly he did was that he had a, a fraudulent twenty dollar bill. Is a twenty dollar bill worth a man's life? He wasn't resisting arrest. We all saw the videos. Now they're all out there. He wasn't resisting arrest. So anybody that has that narrative, you're, you're totally wrong. You're living in some fantasy world. A fantasy world where it's totally okay to, uh, to kill a human being for nine minutes and have three people protect you. That's the world you're living in. That world is not acceptable to me. And it's not acceptable to the vast majority of the world. We look like a joke. Not even a joke. We're the bad guys right now in the world. America and people that continue to except the form of oppression that is happening right now in America is unacceptable to the world. What is happening in America right now, which I'll get into in another video, but what is happening here in America right now are steps that are in the same direction of when we send our troops to depose a dictator. These are the same exact steps that those dictators take to suppress, oppress, their own citizens 
all right? We're going through an incredible time where we have extremely high unemployment, all right? And the vast majority of, the, of those unemployed are people of color, all right? We're calling them essential workers and demanding that they work to provide us services, yet we're not... Um, the vast majority of these companies are not paying them anything extra to put their lives on the line during a, uh, a pandemic. They're putting their lives on the line to make sure that this country works. And you're just throwing them to the wayside. You know, at, at the same time, you you ignore the plight of those same people. You know, you, you can't have it both ways. You can't. It's It's incredibly just ignorant on the on the side of these leaders they're not even leaders they're just these weak people that happen to have a position of power but they should not be there they're not helping americans and they have destroyed the dreams that martin luther king jr had and my parents had so i'm going to i'm going to share with you a picture that is that has been driving me nuts over the past few days and the only people that i see sharing this picture are Caucasians and I'm only saying that because that, that's what I see all right if people of color are sharing this picture anybody that's sharing this picture please stop it okay just stop it you don't know what you're talking about so here's the picture that I'm talking about this is a picture of Martin Luther King Jr. and the caption is looted nothing burn nothing attack no one change the world we were lied to. The world has not changed. Not that much. The the dream that he had at this point in time, I'm not sure exists. I am I, I actually I'm almost I'm almost certain that it doesn't exist. Given what happened what's been happening for hundreds of years here in America, it doesn't exist. If he was alive today, he would be in tears. Alright? Stop sharing this nonsense. You don't know what you're talking about. All right. If he changed the world, George Floyd would be alive. If he changed the world, Trevor Martin would be alive. If he changed the world, countless other people of color would still be alive. Or if they died, their killers, their murderers would be in jail. Do you understand that? Do you understand that? I don't think people that share this picture, even that's not even in their mind. They're just like, oh, this looks cool. Let's just share it. Looks great. You know? You don't know what you're talking about. So just take several steps back and several seats. And shut up. You're not helping anything. Okay? There were people on on Twitter. So, like, let me just pull up the, the next bunch of nonsense that, I, that I, I've been reading over the past couple days. This is from, like, two days ago. It was May, uh, May 28th. This is from Martin Luther, King Jr., Martin Luther King Jr.'s son. Martin Luther King III. Alright? So, someone that... Maybe knew something about Martin Luther King Jr. Maybe. Alright? So, let's bring up what, it, what he said on Twitter today. Or a couple days ago. As my father explained during his lifetime, a riot is the language of the unheard. There were so many Caucasians that came out. And I hate it. I'm not... I, I am not racist. Alright? At least I try to be as, like, as minimally racist as possible. It probably exists somewhere. But... Um, I treat everybody as fair as humanly possible. Or at least as fair as I can. But I keep seeing Caucasians do this. I'm not seeing people of color do this. What he said 
the amount of people that were Caucasian that tried to SJW that bullshit and tried to be like, oh, but he was a person of peace. Oh, he was blah, blah, blah. Like, he didn't fucking know his own dad? Are you serious? Do you understand how stupid you sound? Like, he didn't know his own father. Like, he doesn't know about the civil rights movement. He is a human rights leader in America still. The fact that you happen to see his tweet and all of a sudden you're like, I don't agree because I think I know your dad better than you do. Meanwhile, he's doing more for human rights than any of those people ever will do in their entire goddamn life is so offensive to me. And that they're just on this high horse of where they think they know better. You don't know better than we do. Okay? You, you do not... You don't get to qualify our existence or our pain. You know? you What you need to do is actually try to understand it. And stop seeking these, these platitudes. And stop saying catchphrases. And stop saying uh, poorly thought... Not even thought out. You just click on something... Oh, it sounds cool. No thought into it. And you just throw it out there. Stop doing it. Do your research. If you actually, if you actually do have people, you know, African American friends, and not just oh, I have a black friend or you know whatever, talk to them. Talk to them first. Be like, hey man, what do you think about Martin Luther King Jr.? What do you think he would think about you know in these days? What do you think about what's going on in these days? Ask about their actual genuine experience here in America, and listen to what they say, alright, and everybody out there that was like me in the past, were like, normally I'd be like, oh, you know, everything's cool, tell them your honest answer, tell them your honest answer about what has been going on in your lifetime in America, and just, just help them realize that there are different experiences here in America, and it is likely not what they think it is because I think that while there is obviously huge amounts of blame to go all around for like a lot of these issues but if we don't come out and talk about our genuine experiences here in America then people will not get it at all so let's just come out and, and just and do it and so when I was previously talking about like the the racism that I've experienced here in America I'm going to expand that to what it was like outside of authority figures so i've had um women clutch their purses around me when i as i pass them by i've had people cross the street as i as i walk towards them i've had people skip the elevator when i'm in it i've had um i was in a a restaurant one day hanging out with some friends and my friends that are listening to this they'll, they'll remember this to this day because it was in it was in liver was no it was in tracy this is in tracy california I was sitting there having dinner, having having drinks. I didn't get up the whole the whole time, and I'm having drinks, eating with friends. And all of a sudden, the security comes up to me and he's like, "Oh, um, some waitress said that you were, um, he's like hitting on her or doing something or, uh, it was something like that." And they had to pull me aside, and I was like, "Dude, I've been sitting here the whole time. Like, I don't know what, what you're talking about." And at the time, you know, I, I gave him the, the benefit of the doubt. It's just like, you know, I, you know, pull me aside. You know, whatever. I'm not afraid of you, you people. Like, you're not, you're not scaring me. You know, let him pull me aside and talk to me. I'm just like, yeah, just have her, you know, see me. And like, I'm not the person she's talking about. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. If that happened now, you can call the police right away. 
And if you don't, there's going to be a reason for you to call the police. All right? I'm not dealing with that sort of bullshit anymore. If I fit the description, you call the authorities. All right? And you let them handle it. Hopefully, the authorities aren't the, the wrong kind of police officer, but I'll take my chances rather than a security guard that has no authority over me whatsoever. And some random-ass um, waitress that can't look at me and see if if I'm a guy that, you know, did something wrong to her. Like, is fucking nonsense. I'm not putting up with that, any of that anymore in my lifetime. That's stopping. Alright? So, the, the, I mean, those those are like a lot of the, the major things that I've had to deal with. You know, there's people that, that look at me funny and stuff like that, you know. Um, because I, I have, I live a certain lifestyle. Um, I end up in places that usually people of color aren't at because I have a higher income bracket and people do look at me funny sometimes when I go places but generally speaking I just ignore them I do my own thing but this is what this is everyday racism that people are talking about people are looking at me like hmm should you be here you know those are the kind of looks that that I get every now and again depending on where I'm at so Those are things to think about when you think about racism here in America. It's not just the overt, you know, violent acts against people of color. It's should this person be here? You know, looking at people like that and, you know, looking at me and then looking at my girlfriend and looking back at me and being like, what the fuck? Like, those are things that are unacceptable to me and that should be unacceptable to every American today you know we're supposed to be a melting pot we shouldn't all be dating people that look like us like you can date whoever you want this is America again this is America this is not some white supremacist country that um, that that ended or supposedly ended but apparently not and um, we still have you know dog whistling bullshit from even our president talking about you loot we shoot you know and just other other kinds of you know, like stupid nonsense talking about his talking about people's second amendment rights when he's speaking about um calling the military on his own citizens that's all dog whistle shit that there were tactics that were used in the past against african americans and people of color to suppress them to sick and he even talked about sicking dogs on people that was again that was tactics used in the past to suppress us you know spraying us down with water hoses, sicking dogs on us, shooting us, killing us. How was that acceptable for the highest person in office to say? Today. It's 2020. It needs to stop. Alright. What's difficult for me to, to accept in, in this day and age is the fact that, you know, I talked about it on the last rant, is that my parents were both civil rights activists. They were both in the Black Panthers. They fought for this. My dad is gone now. My mom is not mentally well. So she doesn't... So to her, like, this pretty much doesn't really exist. But there are people that are alive today that fought for these rights, died for these rights, got injured by these rights, they bled for these rights. And the fact that they have to go through this twice is so incredibly insulting to every goddamn American. This should be insulting to all of us. Everybody that's listening to this, it should be insulting, insulting to you that people should have to go through the same sort of nonsense twice in their lifetime I have to have conversations with my kids now that should not happen in 2020 
you know, another thing that's really bothering me, my youngest daughter is adopted. You know, talked about it before. Somebody entrusted this, this beautiful child to me and my girlfriend to give her a better life. That was the reason why she entrust that this person entrusted this, this baby to us, a newborn. All right. And I don't know if I can give her the best life here anymore. What am I supposed to do? I, you know, my oldest daughter, she just graduated high school. What's her life going to be like now? You know, we have people that are out there racist as fuck doing absolute nonsense. And now the economy has crashed. How is she supposed to live? Ask yourself that. If you have kids and you're a person of color, how are your kids supposed to live going forward from right now? How are they supposed to live? Are they going to live a life better than you? That's what that's the way it's supposed to be. You're supposed to make a better life for your children. That's how you advance societies. If you don't do it, your society will no longer exist in a very short amount of time. Very short amount of time. And it's happening right now. We need to improve the lives of every single American on this planet. Every human, as far as I'm concerned, every human on this planet. But for right now, in America, which is where I live, it has to start here. We have to start making all of our lives better here so we can make the world better. We used to be, make the world better, sorry. We used to be the world leaders, but our, our leader has abdicated his seat on being a world leader. He is not being a world leader. He is doing the least amount as possible. He's doing the most finger pointing that he can to try to cover up the fact that he's totally inept at his job. All right. The new thing now is sicking the military on his own citizens because a few people are looting. And yeah, looting's bad. Totally get that. Looting bad. Gotcha. All right. But at the same time, he was giving that speech. Guess what was happening outside of the White House? Peaceful citizens were shot at and gassed. Why were they shot at and gassed? So President Trump can get a photo op in front of a church holding a Bible. Twenty twenty. You're shooting at your own citizens with rubber bullets and and you know non-lethal means, but still, you're dispersing your own citizens so you can get a photo op. Are you fucking serious? How? How is this America? This is not the America that I fought for as a Marine. And the fact that he's threatening the states, he's, he's trying to threaten with the Insurrection Act to get um, the military forcefully involved in, this is going to be for the next, the next ramp, but he's trying to get the military forcefully involved in all the states. And newsflash for anybody that's thinking about that's a good idea, only 57% of your military is Caucasian. And you're, you're going to assume that all of them think that this shit is okay. Alright? I can guarantee you not all of them think, think that this shit is okay. So, I wouldn't put too much stock in the military um, wanting to do this. You know, which is going to make things even worse. But, uh, yeah, the fact that he can even consider that an option. And, and, and calling, saying that his governors are weak and that the local governments are weak. Your local governments don't want to cause a full-blown, you know, upheaval. They, they, don't, they don't want to lose, they don't want in, entire cities to burn. Like right now, yeah, it's bad, but it can get a whole lot worse. In the next couple of days, I expect it to get worse. I'm not going to make it worse. 
I hope that people peacefully protest. But it's going to get worse. You can't, you can't threaten the United States citizens with the military. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. You know, when people are trying to peacefully protest, there, there have been so many... Already in six days, in the span of six days, when we had these peaceful protests and obviously looting and rioting as well, I have seen so many videos of people peacefully protesting, getting shot at, being... I saw a, a, an old Caucasian guy getting shoved to the ground by a police officer. What the fuck? I've seen the press being targeted, shot at by the police. I've seen people lose eyes because they got shot in the eye by a rubber bullet or they got shot in the eye by a gas canister. How is this in America that we are all ex just willing to accept? This is nonsense and it needs to stop. All right. And I try to keep these short. This one's going a little long, so I'm going to stop it now. Um, just try to leave with some sort of words of wisdom, even though I'm not that fucking wise. But I want things to get better. So just treat each other the way you would treat your family. Treat each other with re with respect if it's somebody that you respect. Because, all right, listen, to be perfectly honest with you, respect is something that you earn. But at least treat people with just basic human decency. All right? Just treat them with decency. If, if they fuck you over or do something that's wrong, yeah, I mean, you can flip the script or whatever, but... Just from the get-go, just treat them with human decency. And I think it would be a whole lot better for it. But when you have people that are in positions of power that immediately go to, to the violent route and they have the authority to do so, something is very wrong with that society. And the fact that more people that are with them on their same team are not calling them out and making sure that they're fired shows to me that there is a systemic issue in America to this day. And I, I hope that more people in law enforcement start weeding out these I'm trying to put it in better words because I don't want to just trash on people but people that basically just fell through the cracks in your society they fell through the cracks you need to fix it alright fix it if you don't this is going to get worse. And I, all my friends in law enforcement, there's like four or five of them that, I, that come to my mind immediately. All of you are great people. I don't want you at risk. And these fucking assholes that are falling through the cracks are making your lives more risky. And I, I want it to stop for you. Okay, I want it to stop so you can be as safe as possible doing your job. It's already a dangerous enough job, and it needs to stop. So, I'll leave it at that. This rant is now done. Peace.